This is Listen Lakeland, the show that keeps you up to date on all things happening in and around the Lakeland area. Here's your chance to plan your family activities and learn more about what your city government and your neighbors are doing to make Lakeland a great place to live, work, and play. Hello, this is Kevin Cook, Director of Communications with Listen Lakeland. And today we are blessed to have City Manager Tony Delgado and our Emergency Manager, Audrey Kane. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Good morning. Doing great. Thank you. Good morning. Well, thank you for being here. And we are in the throes of COVID-19. So we thought we'd do another special edition of Listen Lakeland. And we'll just talk about COVID-19 and how it's impacting our local Lakeland community. Tony, we had a press conference yesterday at 5 p.m. from the governor, and he relaxed some of his uh, initial Safer at Home executive order, at least for our region of the state, and it's the plan for Florida's recovery. So how's that impacting um, city operations if you've had a chance to digest it? Well, obviously, as it relates to local government, it really kind of sets a tone for what we're needing to go ahead and do. But we've already been in a planning phase, had an opportunity to talk with our uh, our departmental heads, uh, spend some time trying to see what we're going to do in next steps, trying to coincide with what the county and our sister municipalities in Polk County have been discussing. We will start uh, opening parks and primarily passive parks, the golf course, tennis courts, boat ramps, uh, starting Friday. Uh, so the hope is that between Friday and Monday, we'll have all the passive parks and those specific facilities open. But we're really gearing toward May 18th. May 18th will be a key date for us, as long as the governor doesn't make any additional uh, requirements uh, for municipalities and counties. We're going to look to start bringing back some of our non-essential employees, uh, look to opening up some of our facilities so that we can interface with our clientele in a safe and social distancing manner. Uh, we obviously won't be opening up our rec centers yet, our gymnasiums, uh, those type of things as yet, because the governor's uh, orders uh, basically prohibited that from happening. But we're slowly going to start bringing back in staff so we can have some of that interaction with our clientele. My goal is to do this in two phases, and hopefully the commission agrees. That we'll look for May 18th as phase one, and then hopefully by the end of the month, uh, primarily June 1st, to go ahead and try to get back to some level of normalcy. Now, it won't be 100% because we found that we've been very productive with many of the people that have been working from home. And so we're gonna allow them to continue to work from home through the month of May. And then we'll discuss uh, the protocols for, for bringing those, some of those folks back after June 1st. But really the goal is to try to get to 75% normalcy within the city government by June 1st, if that's a possibility. So Tony, I. You, you mentioned two phases, and that's pretty important. Are, are we going to introduce any protocols for individuals when we open up May 18th, those visiting City Hall? Well, we've had that discussion, uh, and I know Audrey will touch on it even more, but yes, we're going to want to go ahead and, and, and have some protocols. We want to make sure that social distancing still is being, is being managed in a proper way. Uh, we're also going to more than likely ask questions of our clientele as they come in and, and, and even test them. And when I say test them, that's one of the electronic thermometers. I mean, right. I think a lot of people are getting used to that. I know I've been in a couple of uh, facilities here around the city of 
Lakeland and primarily the healthcare facilities, and they test you before you come in. And so we're going to want to make sure everybody is comfortable when they come in. This is not just for the client, but this is for staff, too. As we start bringing in staff, we're going to want to make sure that they're safe throughout this entire process. And so we'll also be asking staff similar questions. We'll be asking them, have you had been symptomatic? Have you been around somebody who's been symptomatic? Have you traveled anywhere that you might have been in large crowds? And we're, uh, you know, going to ask them if they, you know, to take a little, take their temperature just to make sure they're feeling comfortable um, so that we can stay in tune with what the governor and the Florida U.S., uh, Florida General, uh, Surgeon General's uh, outlined. So we're going to ask Audrey in just a second of what's the current situation in the state of Florida with COVID-19. But before we go there, I just want to ask you, um, Tony, as we've done, we've initiated a lot of online virtual uh, services that really seem to be working And this. I mean, if there's any positives out of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, it's we've, but we've introduced new online services that we didn't have before. So maybe it accelerated that process. And we also found out Maybe we don't need as much bricks and mortar. So the question to you is, um, and, I, and I, I believe I know the answer, but we really need our, our, our public to know, is will we continue those online services that we introduced and will we possibly see uh, more individuals maybe working from home? Well, you know, the online services have proven to be a godsend as we've gone through this last month. It's really kept us productive. It's uh, allowed for our normal business. We've all been thinking about COVID-19 so, and, and trying to, to, to meet the, the, the debt challenge. And so sometimes the normal business of operating city and providing services is kind of taken a second seat. But we've been able to go ahead and maintain that through the ability to use tele uh, telephonic methods, virtual meetings, uh, virtual inspections, so many other different online services, setting up appointments that way. I think that'll be our new norm. I think that's gonna be an option that we'll utilize moving forward. I think it'll give staff flexibility. It certainly will give clients flexibility. We're gonna have clients who don't need to come in, who can do things online, who can do things virtually, and hopefully it speeds up the process for them. As it relates to working from home, we've also been incredibly productive. I, I'm, I'm not sure the public knows this, but almost 50% of our workforce, almost 50, because we do have people who are mission critical and essential that have to be outside, police, fire, public works, solid waste, water, wastewater utilities, inspectors, building you know, inspectors. So they're going to have to be outside some. But almost 50% almost of our workforce is working from home. And we're still maintaining that productivity. I'm not saying that we're going to have 50% of our workforce working from home once we get back to normalcy. But I can see us having a portion of our workforce continue to work from home. With that has to come new protocols. We want to make sure they maintain productivity. We want to make sure that um, we're, we're seeing opportunities for the client to interface. And, and, it's, and it's in a way that the client feels comfortable. So it's not going to be immediate, but I think we're definitely going to be taking a look at opportunities to go ahead and do that moving forward. So, Audrey, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful, Kevin. How about you? Doing well. Thank you for being here with us today. So why don't you tell us the current state of affairs and how COVID-19 is impacting the state as a whole, then we'll talk about our region. Okay. So uh, currently uh, the numbers have not been updated yet this morning from the Department of Health. But for the state of Florida, we have 33,193 cases, uh, positive cases of COVID-19. 
um, with a little over 1,200 deaths for the whole state. Uh, and for um, our region in Polk County, uh, we currently have 468 positive cases in the county and um, 22 deaths for uh, Polk County. Um, we have uh, our surrounding counties are testing more, so they're showing more positive cases, such as Hillsborough County, which is one of the reasons why they uh, have extended their actual stay at home and closing until um, May 18th, um, Hillsborough County did. So uh, I know a lot of the cases reading in the news in the Lakeland area, we have uh, a hot spot in 33813 uh, area, but it seems like we've had a lot of individuals with positive cases in our nursing homes, our assisted living facilities. Yes, we have. The numbers are increasing as the um, state has, has uh, come through with testing all nursing facilities for the residents and the employees that work there. So you're gonna see the numbers increase um, from that testing alone. Well, that is a very vulnerable segment of our population and they are primarily in closed quarters. So it's great that we're getting the testing there. And I also re recall from the governor's press conference, it's his, his initiative to really increase testing. So is that something that you're hearing on a state level as well? Yes, it is. Um, on the state calls, they are talking about all of the assisted living facilities um, being tested throughout the state of Florida. So I, I noticed that Governor DeSantis mentioned opening five additional drive through testing sites. Now, we don't have any of the of the of the state run sites in Polk County as of yet, but uh, he really said he wants to start testing. Um, I don't recall the number, but he wants to, to make it virtually so anyone that wants to get tested can get tested. Now, it's not going to happen overnight, but that's the that's the goal. No, it's not going to happen overnight. But one of the other initiatives that he has is actually getting testing out into the rural areas. Um, yes. You know, speaking with our Region 4 coordinator, he, you know, emphasized how important it is to get that testing in the rural areas and away from some of the larger cities uh, as you know, citizens do not want to travel to get their tests because they have to travel so far. And so we'll actually see more testing in those rural areas, especially here in Polk County. Uh, one area of concern was the availability of PPE, personal protection equipment for uh, many of our healthcare providers and our first line responders. Uh, have we seen that, that line of PPE become more available? Yes, we are. We're seeing more material coming into the state of Florida and, um, you know, being uh, separated in uh, through the county staging areas throughout the state, the different counties, as well as the president has an initiative where he is requesting a lot of PPE um, be sent to the nursing homes directly. Um, so you'll see a lot of PPE coming into the state of Florida for that, as well as one way that we can keep the um, N95 masks, because there is such a short supply of them, the state is providing a Battelle, B-A-T-T-E-L-L-E uh, system that will actually sanitize those N95 masks. We'll send them down to the Miami-Dade area. They'll have them sanitized. They'll keep a record of when that mask was sanitized and send them right back to us. So we'll be able to reuse them. Um, so, you know, we hopefully that'll help us 
not have such a shortage of those masks in the area. Now, is that system in place now, or is that something that we're working toward, that sanitizing process? That uh, system should be up and running by Monday morning. Well, that's good news. So one of the key elements of Governor DeSantis's uh, back-to-work initiatives was the fact that the state of Florida, we didn't, initially it was it was thought that our our uh, because of our aging population and just the, the the makeup of Florida as a whole that we would surpass the number of hospital beds and it was really great news in that press conference that COVID hospitalizations per 100,000 in population for, for Florida were at 9.8 percent, which is um, out of the out of the states we were the lowest. So that, that was fantastic news. Can you comment on that for us, Audrey? That is um, is wonderful news, and that has a lot to do with all of the work that each county has been doing on, you know, um, flattening that curve, you know, people staying home, people using, you know, masks when they go out, um, not congregating in large groups, and, um, you know, just helping out, you know, as a person to um, ensure that those numbers do not increase. And um, even though that we received a lot of ventilators into the state, we didn't have to use as many ventilators that we got, um, which is a wonderful thing. Um, I think he said right now we're only at what, 18 or 20% use of the ventilators, and we have about 8,000 of them sitting there. And so he will be sharing them with other areas. Oh, that's good to know. So what's your thought process on masks? Should we be wearing masks when we go out in public? I believe if you cover your mouth, you will be able to stop the spread. And it's not so much just for yourself, it's for the people that you're around. But also having that uh, social distancing of six feet is just as um, useful to uh, keep in mind. Um, and that will actually help to stop the spread as well. Not so, getting into your own personal space. Right. So, Tony, I we've... We're opening parks um, Friday, May 1st, our passive parks. We're, we're getting our trails open. We're opening tennis courts, dog parks, and of course, Cleveland Heights with safety pro protocols established by the PGA. Uh, so we're, we're initiated all those factors and, and we're trying our best to get back to, to normal operations that we all knew before the impacts of COVID-19. I wanna just, talk to you a little bit about the care program that the city commission just voted on that's initiated with some of our funds that were traditionally earmarked for low-income housing and rehab and things of that nature that we've put together for this care program can you comment on that please yeah kevin you know one, one of the things that we really need to be aware of is that so many of our people in our community have been impacted and that impact is not just from a health-related standpoint, but it's economically. They've been impacted uh, heavily. I mean, businesses have been either shut down or significantly modified over the last 30 to 45 days. Uh, there's been people laid off. Uh, we've noted that based upon what we see at the statewide level with the unemployment numbers and the, and, and the responses for uh, un unemployment assistance throughout the state. And really what the care, what we're doing with our CARE Act is trying to help those folks who uh, already have been uh, economically challenged and hopes that we can help them with their, their rents and those type of things so that they could keep a roof, roof over their head. 
Um, this eligibility and assistance program is really for Lakeland residents only because it's being managed by our operations here in the city. It really is to assist with the, the delinquency on rent or with public utility bills. So electric bills, water utility bills, those type of things that you need to have in order to sustain your household. Um, folks need to show that there's a, ver a verifiable loss of income related to the impacts of COVID-19. Uh, household income needs to be at 80% of the AMI, which is roughly $47,050 for a family of four. So if you're below $47,050 for a family of four, um, this is an opportunity for you to receive some level of assistance. The maximum award uh, of three months or 5,000 is for three months or $5,000, whichever uh, occurs first. So if your bills, your rent over three months equates to $5,000, you have an opportunity to apply for this. Now it's finite. We don't have dollars, uh, you know, uh, stuffed away somewhere that this is just going to go on forever. So people really need to apply early. They need to be get themselves into the loop so that their application can be reviewed. And then ultimately, uh, and hopefully, they'll be accepted and we can go ahead and, and provide them this assistance uh, moving forward. The program starts Monday the 4th. Uh, the phone lines will be open. We have staff that will be here to go ahead and answer questions. But you also can apply um uh, via via the websites that are, that are going to be established for this. And I know our IT department, your department, our communications department, have been working closely with the folks in our community and economic development department and our housing division to go ahead and get this thing set up. But uh, I, it, it's a great opportunity. We're so glad that the CARES program, especially in the phase two of the CARES program, allotted these dollars to municipalities and counties to start looking at ways to help those who have really been impacted on the home front. And so we're, we're, we're excited about the opportunity, but the dollars are finite. And so you need to apply and, and get your application in early. So I want to mention, and thank you for that segue, that this is an online application process. The application will be available very prominently displayed on lakelandgov.net. And that's lakelandgov.net. It will be available first thing Monday morning at 8 a.m. That's when it goes live. And that's when, if you are there at 7.59 and you don't see it, then 8 o'clock hits, you will see it prominently displayed because that's the way we've got it set up. There's also a number that's been set up for individuals that may have questions uh, during the process. And that number is 863-834-CARE. And that's C-A-R-E, 863-834-CARE. And again, it's an online process, and that, that uh, online application will be available at lakelandgov.net starting at 8 a.m. on Monday. And as the city manager explained, we do have uh, a set number of funds that are available that we reallocated to assist in this program, and it is a first-come, first-served basis. So as he stated, if you're unemployed because of COVID-19, you have hardships because of COVID-19, and you are a city of Lakeland resident and you meet the income requirements for the adjusted, med adjusted medium income, then uh, you will most likely uh, fit into that, that, that mold that you could receive some uh, funding assistance. So that's great that we're doing that for those that need it within our community. So city manager, back to business May 18th. I hope. I hope. You know, obviously, we, we, we're working closely with our healthcare professionals and providers. 
they keep us abreast of anything that they see changing in, on the landscape. I know Audrey every day is on phone calls with Florida Department of Health and so many others uh, and, and keeping us on a daily basis reported on what she's seeing out there. So the hope is as long as we could see the curve flattening and hopefully going down, as long as the healthcare providers feel comfortable that they have the resources, the inventory, and the provisions to take care of anything that might be coming down the pike. The hope is by May 18th, we will have a partial reopening of, of, of at least some city facilities. The ones the governor is specifically prohibited will not be open until the governor tells us that he feels comfortable and his task force feel comfortable with doing that. Um, but hopefully we'll be able to see some people on, a, on, a, on an appointment basis starting May 18th. But please, I hope the public, and especially those in the business community, don't forget this virtual uh, meeting, this virtual interface opportunities have really gone well. Continue to use those, especially if you have some deadlines you have to meet. Staff is ready and willing to do those things telephonically or through other virtual methods. Uh, and so please don't forget this. And as you said earlier, Kevin, this is because, is, you know, we, we, we hate to call it the new norm because I think normal is going to come back someday, but it's things like this that have become the new norm. And, and I think we're going to use them. And I think everyone is going to start using these uh, moving forward. And so I don't want anybody to think that uh, you can't still ask for these virtual meetings and these virtual conferences like we're having today. Well, it certainly has allowed us to continue doing business as a municipality. Uh, it's the, the embracing of technology has, has been fantastic. I, I know that um, we get compliments all the time. The fact that we are offering online services and continue to have meetings in the sunshine with public input. So I, it's, it's, it's awesome that we have this kind of technology that we can embrace. Audrey, before we, we, we close the show, just want to tell you you're doing a fantastic job and do you have anything to for our radio listeners that we may not have discussed that we we need to stress no and thank you kevin um you know one of the things that i would stress to our uh, customers and to our citizens out there is you know just take precaution you know um you know keep hand sanitizer around wash your hands you know i know you've heard it many times but you know, you want to just make sure that you're keeping yourself safe and uh, your family members as well. And, you know, take a, take a step back and take a deep breath. Um, I would try not to, um, you know, listen to the news all the time. Don't, you know, read about COVID for a, a whole day if you can get around it. You know, skip the messages on your social media that has something about COVID. And just take a mental break from it. Everybody needs to take a mental break from this. Um, so basically that is, you know, that would be my message to you is, you know, go outside when the parks open up, take a nice walk and take a break from all of this kind of news. And, um, you know, just get a refresher. So it's funny what you just stated. And I'll share this with those listening in, in radio land that we're in a week six of this we we sort of started in mid-march and here we are at the end of april uh and i've noticed as one that oversees social media for the city of lakeland and uh our our website the the snarkiness meter has certainly increased with those on social media so i'm going to be 
very thankful so we can open up some of our parks and trails and get people out in the sunshine and expending some of that pent up energy that they had while while absolutely absolutely and, and thank you, Audrey. And Tony, before we go, I just want to just touch base just a little bit. We recently had a specially called city commission meeting where the commission listened to um, representatives from our business community. Can you just comment on that a little bit? I, I, it was a, it was a great meeting. I mean, it's one one of the th- those things that uh, is vitally important to the city of Lakeland. Uh, we were we were really riding a, a great wave in the economic development and economic impact areas within our city. Uh, business was thriving, and this put a, a, a significant halt to a lot of the things that are being done. So to have these folks, both in small business and large business development in front of the commission, was a, it was a great thing to have. Gave everyone a, their perspective on where they see uh, things happening today, but really where they see things coming out of this challenge. What came out of that was the, the commission really being in tune now with uh, things that we're hearing on a national and state level, um, trying to find ways to assist the local community and the business community, as well as working with the Chamber of Commerce on a brand new reopen Lakeland task force. I suspect that'll start uh, being uh, put together within the next within days. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if next week um, this task force is named and, and folks start spending some time together trying to take a look at next steps. As, as soon as the governor and the federal officials start uh, allowing us to have some next steps. So it, it, w- it was vitally needed. We've had multiple meetings with health officials. At the time, that was necessary. We really need to understand uh, the hill that we were climbing. So now, understanding that and understanding that we still have social distancing, we still have to be cognizant that this hasn't gone away and it won't go away completely until our health, health officials have found ways to keep us safe. We need, we're starting to concentrate on the economics of, uh, of getting our community back on an even playing field. So it's important to note too, for those listening that the governor's executive orders, it's not something that the city hands down. So when there are limits put on businesses, that's not something the city is doing. That's something the state is doing from a, a health perspective. So I uh, want to just restaurants with the, with the new order will be allowed to open at 25% occupancy and they still, they still must have social distancing rules in, in place and retail will be able to open at 25% occupancy. But there are a few uh, businesses that were, that were noted in the governor's press conferences that must remain closed and those are bars nightclubs. Um, unfortunately, uh, barbershops, hair salons, nail salons, and gyms as well. And there are many of us that need a cut. You can see yeah, I had yeah, one done in the driveway the other day. Yeah. Uh, so th- those orders are not set forth by the city of Lakeland. I just want our listeners to know that because we answer that a lot on social media. Yes. I think, one, I think one other thing that's important, Kevin, and thanks for bringing that up, is People are asking, well, now that the governor did this rendering, he didn't speak about my business. My specific business wasn't identified in this new rendering. Well, basically what the governor said is everything that was in effect in the addition, in the original executive order is still in effect. The changes okay. were only made for some specific businesses. So if your business originally was not an essential business and it wasn't identified by the governor specifically, 
unfortunately, you're still a non-essential business at this point in time. And so I hope people understand that just because you weren't named specifically, the governor's original executive order is still in effect. This just modified it. Right. Well, thank you for that clarification. Archie, do you want to add something? I did. And, and to caveat on to uh, Tony, the other thing to think about to remind everybody is that executive order has been extended for the stay at home until May 4th at midnight. So, you know, the, they will be the, the executive order is all the way up until May 4th instead of the April 30th date. Well, let me I let me realize this. that. No, uh, isn't is it closed businesses? I'm sorry, the closed businesses. Closed yeah. businesses. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I apologize. Closed yeah, businesses. But, but the stay at home is going to continue to go on until the uh, the governor suspends his executive order. Correct. So I don't Correct. want people to think on May fourth the world has changed. It hasn't. Right now. Yeah, but the the closed businesses, please, if you're a restaurant and you're looking ready to open, open on May the fourth. Don't open tomorrow. Open on May Correct. the fourth. And you have to maintain that 25% capacity, as well as if you've got opportunities to do tables outside, six feet distancing on the tables. Uh, you know, those type of things are happen on Monday the 4th. Correct. And no groups larger than 10. Right, right, important. And I just want to thank you guys for being a guest today. And on behalf of Kevin Cook, Director of Communications with the City of Lakeland, City Manager Tony Delgado, and Emergency Manager Audrey Kane. We want to thank you guys for listening. Be safe. Practice social distancing. Wash those hands. Practice good hygiene. And take care of one another. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you, Kevin. Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the City of Lakeland, and Hall Communications. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.